since the beginning of this show several years ago, we have been emphasizing the importance of the quality of the food we eat, both for our personal health and the health of the environment. In fact, the very reason this show exists is to promote, educate about, and inspire people to eat healthy organic food and live an active, healthy, toxic-free lifestyle. Today we are talking with the creator of The Stash Plan, which incorporates many of these aspects. It's not just a path towards optimal nutrition, but also incorporates the entire body through specific exercises and stretching. Good health starts from within. The Stash Plan. That's our focus in this hour of an organic conversation, your show on everything that makes life worth living. I'm Helge Helberg. There are so many diets out there, and some might be great and really work for you, but rarely do they go beyond our food intake to include the entire body in a truly holistic way. And yet, new research has shown that what we eat is almost as important as how we eat it, when we eat it, and how else we treat our body. There's a new book that incorporates all of this, and I'm excited to be speaking today with Elizabeth Troy, nutritionist and co-author of the book The Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. And our guest today has her own amazing story of healing to share with you today. Good health starts from within. All that and more is coming up in just a minute here on An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg, and I'm grateful for the support of our underwriters. Thank you to Bowman College, a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and the culinary arts. Become a nutrition consultant or a natural chef at their campuses, as I have done becoming a nutrition consultant, or learn from home in a self-paced mentored distance learning program. For more information on a degree in holistic nutrition or the culinary arts, bowmancollege.org. Thank you also to our partner Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor of organic fruits and vegetables. Earl's Organic has been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. If you want to offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients, Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. Com. And Fry Vineyards, America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated. Fry Vineyards is dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming. Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Award-winning wines from Mendocino County at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. I'm Helge Helberg, this is An Organic Conversation, and our topic is Good Health Starts From Within. All that and more is coming up in just a minute. We'll be right back. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And today I'm speaking with nutritionist and the author of The Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. A truly holistic approach incorporating not just our diet, 
but also specific exercises and stretches, as we will learn. That's thestashplan.com. And on the phone with me, hopefully from Westport, Connecticut, mm -hmm. is Elizabeth Troy, nutritionist and co-author of The Stash Plan, your 21-day mm -hmm. guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. That's either thestashplan.com or elizabethtroy.com. Elizabeth, do we have you with us? Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm very excited to be on and speak about my work. Yeah. Thank actually, you. I want to talk about your life first before we dive into your work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's okay. it's so often the case that people who come onto the show are passionate about what they do because of a personal story. In your case, you have your own path to health that was quite turbulent. You started off defining body and physical modalities of healing through a terrible accident you had. Can you, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, sure. I actually was in a bus accident in 1991. And the interesting part was that I was in this bus with a lot of my friends. So I was very injured. I had five herniated discs, a lacerated spleen. My left kidney was very they wanted to remove the kidney. And I looked at all my friends that were actually getting other kinds of operations. I didn't want to go through that. And so I opted out of a lot of surgeries. And um, at the time, I was a dress buyer um, working in the garment district in New York City. And it changed the course of my life to a point that I moved to Boston and started studying Chinese meridian theory and um, how muscles can fire meridians and affect different organs and also change the structure of the skeleton in the body. Can you, can you tell us real quick what meridians, how, where they lie and what that means? Yeah, sure. Um, from Chinese medicine, there are predictable energy pathways that are channels in the body, just like There might be blood flow or lymphatic flow. There are meridian ener energy pathways that affect the body in very, very predictable ways, psychologically and energetically. And this is where I do believe my work meets East and West and brings it all together, because I don't think traditional medicine is wrong. I just think that it hasn't been completely pulled together with both sides. When I started to heal my own body, I realized that there were things going on that I didn't even understand, let alone a lot of the practitioners in Boston that I was working with. And that the truth is that there were things that every, everyone told me would never happen. First off, that I wouldn't be able to ever survive without bars in my lower back, and my lumbar spine. I don't have them still, and I'm going to be 50 in March. And also they told me I would never be able to carry a child or, you know, give birth, and I have a 21-year-old daughter now. And um, there was a lot of things that happened with this kind of accident. So my journey started there, and I just wanted to share it with people. It wasn't about going into business. For me, it was more about being able to do something that I knew healed me and that if I could build a community around that, it would help other people. And that really was and, your, your introduction to the physical aspects of healing and something yeah. else happened that, you know, created this additional or parallel path for you when it comes to healing, you contracted Lyme's disease. And it's an interesting story because so many of our listeners and, and people that I know, you know, don't quite feel perfectly healthy. Uh, and mm -hmm. often Western medicine, again, can't really diagnose it. If it's not diagnosable, basically you don't have it. It doesn't matter how good right. or bad you feel. It's kind of mm -hmm. often dismissed in my experience that if it's not a clear-cut diagnosis, Nobody really knows what to do or how to do it. What opened that up for you? Well, I wasn't feeling good. But as a as a person, and 
and I, I'm reluctant to use the word healer because I think it's overused now, but as a person that was working with many, many people and so many people now that do this, you kind of don't feel your own body. So I kept feeling like after I would close my studio up at night and go home, I didn't feel good. And I kept going to doctors and asking that. I'm like, I just don't feel like myself. So they didn't take me seriously, and I kept saying, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. When they finally listened to me was when I actually had a very dramatic situation happen in my studio, which was that I just had literally kind of collapsed, let's put it that way. And then I was being paid attention to, so to speak. And I knew it was something, and it is an auto, Lyme's is an autoimmune disease, and I couldn't feel my legs, and... It was very, you know, obviously a very scary situation. So they put me on, you know, intravenous antibiotics. So it had been misdiagnosed for almost four years before it was diagnosed. And um, the interesting part about this, because your listeners might have understanding about this now, the biggest mistake I made was that I was doing all my other healthy stuff at the same time, which wasn't allowing the medications to actually work to their advantage because I was taking herbs and I was doing everything at once, which isn't the right idea. From my experience now, looking back, I probably would have gotten better quicker had I only did one thing at a time. Um, And that is really what the stash plan is about. You have to take everything and, and treat your body in a very simpler way. Uh, and I think that we're dealing with you know, different things in the environment and um, emotional and, and different kind of stressors that are, I don't think human beings have been around for many centuries. So mm-hmm. it, the simpler, the better. That's how I feel. And that's why I wrote the book the way I did. And I believe that it's helping people because we've become too complicated. Yes. And if I had known what I, I know now, I think I probably would have been back on my feet a lot quicker than I was. We're yeah. speaking with Elizabeth Troy. She's a holistic health practitioner, has been in the health modalities or in the in the health industry for, what, three decades at this point? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it's going on. <laughs> And you have you have numerous degrees, <laughs> numerous areas mm-hmm. and modalities that mm-hmm. you have studied and integrated into this really interesting and fascinating approach. Can you talk mm-hmm. about your your really vast experience of training? Sure. Well, it begins with funny enough. Last week I was speaking with someone um, from actually from Canyon Ranch, the owner of Canyon Ranch, and he was asking you know, how they they could integrate my work. And um, and I said, you know, I really did start with a political science major with an environmental minor in, in college. And it really has come full circle back around. And it really is, from there, about what we're doing politically to the world and and how the environment actually is affected. And I did, I graduated in, in 1990. From college, and then all of these events happened in my life, which happens to a lot of people that are in the industry that I'm in now. That you you learn from an event. So as I developed a, a stretching system in Boston from Chinese Meridian theory and resistance stretching to pull my my spinal injury, with help from a lot of physical therapists and a lot of nutritionists. I realized that the better my nutrition became, the faster my body was healing. And then I said, okay, I was asked to go to the 2000 Olympics, and everyone wanted to know what title I had. And I was like, whoa, I didn't. So I came back from the 2000 Olympics and went to Columbia University to become a nutritionist because I needed to have some kind of credentials. All due respect, it wasn't really where I learned what I know now. It was getting perspective on what was being taught, which is a different thinking outside the box, which I do, and a lot of great, amazing people are doing that now. It was more about how does this work with 
what I already know saved me. How does how does the nutrition actually bridge into Chinese meridian theory and organ functioning, not just treatment, not just like, oh, if you have this, then cut the sugar out or do this. They were looking at fructose at the time as being different than traditional sugar, or at that time it was NutraSweet was was popular. And, and in my nutrition classes, that, that was fine to have. And I kept thinking, this can't be okay. It just can't be. Like, why would the human body want a chemical outside of a, a real food? So that's where the basis began. And just to just to um, you know read a part of that very impressive list, you are an integrative nutritionist. You are yeah. a functional medical fellow at Mount Sinai. Yeah. Um, you have been a wellness coach for more than twenty three years. You have a master's degree mm -hmm. in teaching. You're a certified yeah. yoga and Thai muscle massage instructor and a certified yeah. practitioner of Chinese meridian theory, which is really kind of the everything that it's anchored around that you do. Um, it starts with the energetic levels and then goes into the practical right away. Out of all that, you develop the stash plan, which we really liked. We, we come across a lot of Good diets, people diets that work for people uh -huh. from paleo to gluten free, what whatever works for somebody, that's fantastic. And yet the stash plan is different. It's not really a diet plan. It of course incorporates uh, optimal nutrition and a, but it's also incorporating a convenience factor and it's incorporating the body through targeted specific exercises and specifically stretching. Can you tell us what was the idea of the stash plan? Where did this start to all of a sudden be one recommended curriculum in that way? Well, the first thing is it, it started with taking every organ and figuring out where meridians run in different muscle groups and how they affect different organs. And when we, Laura and I pitched this book, I was pitching it with the 16 organs. And every single publisher wanted the book. We got an offer from everyone we pitched it to. But everyone said, we need to make it only two organs. And I said, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. So the bottom line was I, the two first organs in the human body that, that fire are the gallbladder and the liver. And they happen to be the organs for weight loss and fat metabolism and also hormone regulation. So I'm trying to keep it simple to answer the question as simply as I could. But there's much more to come. And really, it comes down to, if you understand how each organ functions, it's clear that there are certain foods that help those organs function in certain ways to keep the body at the optimum level and that everything affects what's going in and what's coming out. And coming out is also a really important factor because a lot of people are doing certain diets, but things are not getting metabolized appropriately for each person. We want to talk about the details and start with diet uh, in just a minute when we come back after the break. I'm okay. Helga Helberg, and this is an organic conversation. Good health starts from within. The stash plan is our focus in this hour. And we are on the phone with Elizabeth Troy, the co-author of that book, The Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. She's a nutritionist, among many other titles that she holds and the co-author of that book, again, thestashplan.com, the website, or elizabethtroy.com. Elizabeth, stay with us for just a minute. We'll be right back after the break.
And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. The very reason this show exists is to promote, educate about, and inspire people to eat healthy organic food and live an active, healthy, and toxic-free lifestyle. And how appropriate to have Elizabeth Troy with us in this hour of an organic conversation. She is a nutritionist and holistic health practitioner and the co-author of The Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. Elizabeth, we just talked about the beginnings of the Stash Plan. It's really more a holistic path towards all those things that the title of your book includes, shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health, much organized mm -hmm. around the function of organs. And you were saying with those energetic centers, if the kidney and, and the gallbladder don't function properly, everything else in the body is compromised and they need mm -hmm. a specific regimen to be supported and the body needs to be able to eliminate certain things. You have these four categories that all your work kind of is based on. The four that I believe in are refocus, remove, recharge, and rejuvenate. There's yes. a bunch of other concepts that I, I also believe in. And by the way, you said um, gallbladder and kidney. I absolutely agree that the kidney is another very, very important. Oh, did I say kidney? I meant liver. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gallbladder and liver but for the book. But there's, like I just said, much more to come. But um, yes, life force energy is housed in kidney. Yes. And it's an extremely important <laughs> organ. Um, when I originally started researching and developing my own concept, it was really like I've said, for myself. It wasn't to create a business or write a book or do anything like that. It was really about where where is this going and, and why am I not going in a traditional way? And to remove toxins are really important. And now I'm not the weird person talking about removing toxins. Everyone back when I started thought if you have to detox, you were either an alcoholic or a drug addict. And I, I always was, oh my gosh, I have to think of another word then. And so I started to use different words, and, and now it's okay to say. But the other part, too, are like with stretching. So we, I do have a tiny little part in the back of the book. When I work with anyone, it starts with stretching, not about, oh, you have to change your diet and restrict yourself and... I really wanted this book to be about freedom, not restriction. It shouldn't be, it should be a lifestyle way of being, not like, oh, I can't have that, I can't have this, I can't. It, in everyone that I've ever worked with, the thousands of clients that I've had, it's like, oh my God, this isn't hard. This is easy. I can, I can have that, I can have this. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it, and also it's about 80-20. 80% of the time you're doing, and then the other 20%, you know what? Have the things you really want because deprivation doesn't allow healing. And we want to talk about the, the stretching part in more detail, but let's start with the diet. You emphasize broths for many reasons. Yeah. And you actually, this all became really famous, a famous topic now because the book is co-authored, of course, with Laura Prepon, the actress of Orange is mm -hmm. the New Black and also that 70s show and you helped mm -hmm. her you know regain and re take recontrol of her health and lose weight and so what diet have you seen works best what do you what do you emphasize and why broths well first off i, I respect the word in certain ways but i don't actually believe in diets at all mm -hmm. and so i made sure that that wasn't even put in the book yes it, they don't work if they worked everybody would be totally healthy by now and i mean they all started in the 1970s they don't work diets don't work so the micro and macronutrients are really what i believe in and micronutrients are a really dense amazing nutrients that go in and that boil down into a broth and When I started healing 25 years ago, I made chicken broth and, broth, broth and beef broth, and I believe they really did build my cartilage 
up in my spine. So you cook the broth for 72 hours. They boil down, so you only need a four ounce, six ounces. And it's a every kind of nutrition that you need from cartilage to dense protein to minerals that are coming from the bones or even from the vegetable broth that has cellulose in it. The other parts are micronutrients of sprouts. So you like really great sprouted grains that are a little tiny bit. You don't need a lot of this food. My theory on the obesity is that so much of the foods that are being eaten are empty. And so people keep, continue to feel hungry because they're not, they're, they have no deep nutrients that satisfy and heal the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which when even has to, been yeah, recognized from, by the U.S. government, right? There's a government paper from the late 1930s where they are saying that the less nutrients that are in the soil, the, the fewer in our diet, and it doesn't matter how much of, of those foods we eat, they're, they're still starving us. This is not a new, mm -hmm. new problem. It's now becoming you know, mainstream knowledge, really, right. and it's finally being addressed. But this did mm -hmm. not happen overnight. We've been known right. that it's not just processed foods. Any, any empty food will keep the body unsatisfied and mal, malnutritioned right. in a way. Which is why my chapter three really focuses on genetically modified food and pesticides so you emphasize four different broths in your book, right? Beef, chicken, fish, and vegetable. Why that variety? Would that, would that variety give you basically the entire spectrum of, of micronutrients? Yes. As far as I have seen, I, 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 again, there's much more to what I've researched and know. And this book, it was the vision of this book was to help as many people as possible to be able to have access and to change their life in a very simple way. Is there more? Um, absolutely. I do believe that those four broths can and do give a person and a family what the micronutrients are that are missing in other foods that they may, may be eating on a regular basis. And then what, what else do you recommend in addition to those broth? What would be a, a breakfast, lunch, or, or dinner a general, a general outline for those three meals? Well, what the dash plan shows in the book is it's very simple. We did create the almond bread, which everyone, if I get an email every day, I get 15. It's just, the almond bread is really amazing because we use that for a lot of the breakfast, lunch, and dinners. And it really is almond meal, and it is gluten-free. I understand the gluten-free momentum that's going on, and it is because most people are gluten intolerant because their intestines just can't digest, small intestine can't digest the food correctly because of different environmental toxins going on. That's mm -hmm. my theory. Yeah. I think I'm right. But um, um, so... With that being said, though, this DASH plan has a balance of all of the other nutrition that you need with the broth being like a micronutrient shot that would guarantee it's like taking like a, a back in the 70s one a day vitamin. It's like this is really going into your blood and going into your central nervous system as pure food. And it doesn't lose nutritional value, by the way, if it's frozen for people that want to prepare and get, you know, make sure they have it for the week or two weeks. Yes. And um, we actually want to talk mm -hmm. about the convenience of what you offer, too. Right. Good health starts from within the stash plan. Our focus in this hour of an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And on the phone with me is Elizabeth Troy, nutritionist and holistic health practitioner and the co-author of the Stash Plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health. That's thestashplan.com or elizabethtroy.com. And that book is co-written with Laura Prepon, actress of Orange is the New Black, who you have worked with as a client for 
several months to get her health back in line. Well, we worked for, together for four and a half years. Yes, for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. convenience. So often people mm-hmm. want to do the right thing and they try it for a few weeks and then they fall off. Uh, you really emphasize practicality through, that's why stash, I believe, you create little stashes ahead of time so that for two or three or four days you don't need to worry about it. You have the food at hand. Um, right. How important is planning and convenience in your experience with clients? It's the essence of being successful at having a life plan. I'm not a like, crazy organized person, but I did watch and I really did learn it from the pro and Olympic athletes I was working with that they were successful and won if they had an orchestrated plan every day. And I started to really look at them, and I was like, wait a second, they have everything organized, and I started to organize their food. And that's really where it came from. And I was like, well, it's simple. If you just have everything in a bag every single day, there's not any other choices. It's just like, and it's really good food. That's really where it came from. I was working with the tennis tour, and we were traveling around the world. They have a really tight schedule. And I was like, okay, so if we have this on Sunday night, we I make everything for you. We're going to be able to, like, blow it out of the water by Friday when you start the, the, the whole tournament. And then I brought it back to my studio. And I was like, okay, everyone. This is what we're going to do. Sunday nights is a workshop, and then we you plan it for your whole family. And this was most people that were in my upstate New York studio were get running families and men and women. I had like 60% men in my studio, and they were started to cook all of a sudden. Your recommendation or is to, to pick a couple days a week and prepare foods twice for... Twice a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For th- Absolutely. And we even created stash parties. And so people would make all the, all the grains, all the breads, and, and everyone swapped it out just like they do with Christmas cookies. <laughs> and it became like everybody, you know, a, a community. I can imagine it might even save money, right? If you buy healthy ingredients for oh, more oh, people. Okay. Absolutely. You throw away fewer foods. You cook for more people. It's more efficient, economically viable. No question about it. We are almost out of time, but I, I do want to get into the specific physical exercise stretching that you recommend, and again, to kind of activate those meridians, mm-hmm. those energy centers that run through the body and are connected to so many organs, mostly along the spine and, and, and from there really healing or addressing all, not just most, but all um, organs and tissue as well. What stretches are generally good? If somebody wants to start with a healthy diet and some broths and wants to include some physical, light physical exercise or stretching, um, what would you? What are a couple of really easy stretches that somebody can do? Well, in, in the book, we have Laura showing certain stretches. And the stretch that is really great for the liver and gallbladder is the traditional And, and everyone's like, they're yoga poses. Yes, they are. And yoga is, you know, been around for thousands of years. And these body positions are yoga poses. The difference is the way that you resist in them and breathe, allowing your breathing to take on its own breath, not controlling it. So the traditional pigeon pose is really great for the gallbladder. And the kneeling liver pose, which is also in the book, you bring your arms up and you kneel towards the leg that's out. And they all help with the digestion and the regulation of the energy going into these organs. Hamstring stretch is really important just in general because we all, as human beings, are sitting more than we should. And that helps um, alleviate back pain. And that's also in the last chapter, one of the last chapters of the book. Um, Phenomenal. And that book is The Stash Plan. 
And um, I could be talking with you for four more hours, Elizabeth. Right. Thank you. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for okay. your past. Uh, I know it, your own healing story. It wasn't an easy path, but it has brought forth a truly integrated holistic health practitioner in you, and um, we are better for it. So thank you for making the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me about the STASH plan, your 21-day guide to shed weight, feel great, and take charge of your health, which you co-wrote with Laura Prepon, again, the actress of mm -hmm. New Orange is the New Black. More information on your site, elizabethtroy.com, also how to get in touch with you, or thestashplan.com. Thanks for being my guest today. It was really a pleasure speaking I with really you. I really appreciate it, Helga. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I'll have you back soon. Take good care. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Fantastic work, Elizabeth Troy, really combining Western medicine with almost all modalities of Eastern uh, philosophies and traditions and healing aspects to create complete wellness and holistic health because the body is a complex thing and there's so many avenues and ways to achieve optimal health including of course having a balanced diet and a healthy diet and living a lifestyle free of toxins we're staying with a healthy diet and hopefully organic fruits and vegetables the update from the produce market What's happening? Here is what's in season. And with us, as always, is Earl Herrick, the voice of the San Francisco produce market and also the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. That's earlsorganic.com, the website, really the source for weekly produce tips and the stories of the land of all these wonderful farmers that bring us the bounty of the field to our produce aisle every week and actually through the hands of Earl's Organic Produce. Earl, do we have you with us? Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and you know, the hands are many, many hands in our warehouse. And if you go all the way back, of course, many hands on the pickers and the packers and the shippers and the handlers. It's 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 really quite a journey that the food takes yeah. uh, from from the ground. It's really amazing. I mean, you know, food prices are sensitive, and we all have limited household budgets for optimal nutrition. There's this, you know, organic is only for really wealthy people notion years ago, maybe still today, that's kind of elitist food. But if you really look at what it took to grow it, the hours and the risks that farmers took, mostly hand labor in organic, and then it gets to a wholesaler like you, again, 100 people in one way or another directly handling yeah. the food, being involved in that to get to the produce aisle in the, in the most cared for way so it lasts the longest and is the freshest. Uh, which is, you know, caring for it should take more time, but you also want to get it there quickly so it, it stays the freshest at home when we buy it. Amazing, actually, that then, you know, a little basket of heirloom tomatoes is, you know, two ninety nine or three ninety nine, which yeah. seems expensive maybe to, to many people, but really the labor and how much money is, is being spent on all these steps to get it there. Uh, it's t it's a total deal. It's a bargain still for that much nutrition. So shout yeah, out know, to all your workers and the yeah. farmers in the country. Well, you know, there's one example I want to share of the difference between, and I'm not saying just necessarily organic growers, but certainly the ones I work with mm -hmm. are. There, there's a peach grower, Richard Burkhart. We've done business for years, decades. And, and the top growers, you know, they don't go through their orchard just once and pick all the peaches and they're all perfectly ripe and they're all sent away. You know, the better growers go through and they, they pick the ripest. They, they wait till the moment where there's a portion on the tree that they're going to pick, and then they'll go through again in a day or two. And they'll pass through an, a, a certain portion of the orchard that is now ripe, and they will be, you know, picking out the ripest. So lots of labor, lots mm -hmm. of labor involved. You can take a shortcut and go, we're going to go through, pick everything, and to cut, cut our costs on labor. So just a little hidden hidden cost that's there, which ultimately translates into 
you know, the best peaches. Yeah, even buy. even down to one tree, right? You could have yeah. peaches that are still would need a week uh, or any fruit, really, uh, and, and others that are completely ripe as a season is usually two, three, four, six weeks, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you if you want to cut costs, you harvest the entire tree because that's the yeah. most economically efficient, but that that's, does not translate into the best quality yeah. produce for the consumer. So yeah, the better yeah. growers absolutely only really harvest within this 10% margin of really ripe or just getting there uh, and then have to go two, three, maybe five times through yep. the same tree to harvest again. It's incredible how much effort actually is being put into then, that. Yeah, and then you're also training your uh, the laborers as, as what time to pick, which ones to pick, because they're not all ripe. Mm-hmm. So to say, okay, it's time to pick, but you're only picking these. Right. And to be able to have a, a uh, trained personnel to know which ones to pick and not to pick, Again, another, and those people demand more money. You know, the cost of labor is only going one way. Yeah. And that's part of part of what's going on when you have a lot of uh, hand labor. Well, they, they deserve more yeah. money. You know, those are more educated pickers, yep. and we don't yep. treat our farm workers well to begin with. So in organic, at least often, there's not just minimal pay, but fair pay as part of the overall sustainability of the farm and their approach to, you know, to justice, environmental justice. And You know, I think that's probably worthy of, of a conversation we should have one day on, on, uh, on the show is about labor. I'm getting a lot of information and feedback on on the issues of labor and the difficulty and in pricing and and all sorts of things. So, you know, we'll put that away for another time. Great. Yeah, let's absolutely. Yes. And But we had right several now, documentaries and all that in this regard, you know, the tomato pickers from Florida yeah. and yeah. so that's always a topic we are absolutely on the pulse of time with. Today though, yes, we we don't want to yeah. talk about peaches. What's what's <laughs> no. happening? No, the next great thing and that's figs. Oh, figs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something, you know, sometimes I forget about them until all of a sudden, that's right, it's figs. Um, because they, well, first of all, the first crop comes around in May just for a couple weeks, and that first crop is grown off of one year's <laughs> growth, last, the trees, last year's uh, tree shoots. And that early first pick is not the ones that we remember and think about. They're okay, they're they're bigger and but they don't have the sugar, they don't have the flavor. This is when the second crop comes along, starting right around middle, end of July, and starts peaking with August and September. And figs love heat. Now, there's a point where it can get too hot and the tree uh, stops producing and, and figs actually can burn on the tree. But the, up to about 105, they're cooking. And, and here in the San Joaquin Valley, the two major areas are south, down uh, not quite as far as Fresno, and then uh, my favorite area is north, uh, up not quite as far as Redding in a, in a town called Corning. And uh, the, the label is a Maywood fig. He ships all over the country, and he, he has incredible, incredible figs. There's a number of varieties. I just want to touch real quick on on some of them. But the, mo- the, the most popular is the Black Mission. You see those, they're the most Uh, most acreage grown. There's the Adriatic, which may be my favorite. It's You don't find much of it at all. It has a deep green exterior with a dark red interior, and it is sweet as sugar. It is incredible. Uh, a couple other varieties are called uh, the Turkey. You'll see that. That's a larger, light brown variety. And then you There's turned the, me on to the Candy Stripe, right? Is that the name? That That's right. That's one that we've just seen in the last couple of years get developed. That's a beautiful... Incredible. Yes. Striped fig it tends to be a little on the smaller side. I think it has a red in, in, internal flesh. Again, very, very sweet. I would say my, my three favorites are the Candy Stripe, the Adriatic, and the Black Mission. And it's so funny that you, you're saying, you know, you always forget about figs. Figs are kind of a funny item because I, I forget them too. And then when they are in the store, I don't want to use the word bully because that has so much negative conjugation. But really, they're kind of, I'm here. I'm plump. I'm big. I You can't overlook me. I'm robust. I'm a full meal. I mean, you eat three figs and, you know, you're, you're kind of satisfied. You're full. They're so sweet. They're bursting with flavor. The sugar actually cracks them often incredible piece of fruit 
They are, and if you pick them, you, if you make the the really intelligent choices in the in the supermarket, you're going to really be rewarded. You want to look for, you know, rich, deep, rich color, whatever it may be. If it's a green one, you want it the deeper green. But on the black mission, which is the one you're going to see uh, most likely, you want a deep black uh, color. They'll have a stem on top where it may get a little bit of brown right around the stem. How about consistency? Like, like, how about firmness? Because I, I find, yeah. you know, if usually if they're a little bit softer, they have more sugar. Is that a fair? Yes, that, that's true. And that's very true. You want them very, you know, as, as, as soft without obviously any spoilage. And, and it's very apparent because it's only going to be cracked. I, I, I don't think I've ever, I think in my life, I've had one bad fig where there may have been something inside it. I don't know, but there's nothing really that goes wrong inside, like an apple or a pear maybe. You may find a spot internally. So you can you can then look at the exterior and really understand you're going to have a good piece of fruit. The deep, rich color is what you want to look for. It should be a little soft. What I like to do when I take them home is, depending on how many I buy, I generally buy a couple uh, clam shells or baskets at a time, and I'll refrigerate. I leave, I leave mine out on the, on the counter because they're generally, even if you buy two, cla- two baskets, mm-hmm. you're probably getting maybe 20 pieces of fruit. I like to lay mine out on a, on a, a natural fiber uh, Cloth. napkin, mm-hmm. and I will pick out the ones <laughs> because they all, they're all going to be a little different ripeness. And as they ripen, I'm going to eat them right then. Now, if there's so many and you, and you feel like, wow, they're all ripe, then you want to put them in the refrigerator. But again, eaten at room temperature, you're going to get that most flavor once again. And they actually, when they dehydrate a little bit, as they ripen, the sweetness gets more um, intense. Of, of course, yeah. It, yeah. The water leaves, the sugar stays. Yeah. Uh, we talked about you know many other items, the grapes, for example, that you can mix into your salad. And of course, figs are such a good item to just as a snack eat. But I'm also looking at you know some cheese with honey drizzled figs or <laughs> just on the grill. I mean, they're yes. they're almost they're they're maybe one of the most universal items and really forgiving. Yeah, I mean, grilling has become very popular. Uh, you can of course dry them. You 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 can find dried figs almost year round, um, and of course fresh with some with some uh, some cheese. Um, you can mix it maybe with a tart apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Put them in your salad. Yeah, great oh, fiber. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and again, not around for a long time. A little bit of July, all of August, September, and they'll last as long as generally the weather will permit. Great. Either it gets too hot or the rains come or some other adverse condition. But, you know, it's going to have its day, which is right now, and do not pass it up. And again, <laughs> if you say, I don't like them, you just haven't had a good one. Yeah, and try them in, in the aisle. You know, we always say, you know, make sure you you sample that coconut before you buy it, which is <laughs> sometimes <laughs> impossible. But with figs, absolutely, the produce manager will allow you to try one before you buy the whole basket. And it's a great, great item right now for the summer, for whatever you do, really. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Eating on your sandwich. Wonderful. Oh. Another uh, ripe indicator is inside when you cut it or, or bite into it. It should have a deeper, richer color. Mm-hmm. If it's got a pale color, it hasn't really been, it hasn't, it isn't ripe yet. Picked pick too and, early. Yeah. yeah, and it's not going to ripen either. So that's why choosing it from the get-go is really important. And also, um, this time of year where, you know, it's no longer early, we're right in the prime of it, this is the, kind of, the, the time that you'll get your highest degree of ripe Amazing. Right Thanks for bringing them back into our consciousness. Figs. Yes. Thanks for turning us on to figs. So fun. And, it really is. And, uh, enjoy your figs. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thanks so much, Earl. Earl's Organic Produce. That's Earl Herrick, the owner and founder. Website is earlsorganic.com for produce tips, what's in season, what to do with it. Amazing recipes. Check it out. We'll have you back next week. Thanks so much, Earl. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye now. And that was a packed hour of an organic conversation, the stash plan, and a wonderful update from the produce doc. It's all about healthy nutrition and how apropos, because this is August and this is the time, these are the next couple of most abundant months throughout the year to find healthy fruits and vegetables at a really great price, totally in season 
as ripe as they come and as flavorful and delicious as they come. And they're good not just for our bodies, but also for our minds and certainly for our hearts. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Eat healthfully. Have a great summer. I'm Helge Helberg, and we'll be back with more soon. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to our associate producer, Kristen Ponger. An Organic Conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? Anyone can buy directly from Earl's Organic at wholesale prices. The website is earlsorganic.com. And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine without synthetic sulfites or other preservatives. Family owned and operated since 1980. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to anorganicconversation.com or subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you'll never miss an episode. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, find us on Facebook and Instagram at anorganicconversation. And our Twitter handle is talkorganic. I'm Helge Helberg, and we'll be back with another great episode right here. Same place, same time next week. See you then.